2: And you better watch out, you better not cry
0: In the 630 Chad Studios, hosting Oilers Now. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers having a very lightly attended optional practice. Today is Santa's Day on 630 Chad, inspired by a simple wish to see every child receive a new toy at Christmas. With your help, we can make that wish come true. You can donate to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous now by calling 587 855 1821. That's five eight seven eight five five eighteen twenty-one. 1821. Or visit Santa's Anonymous. Dot ca. You can help bring Christmas to more than 20,000 children in need by donating today. Coming up on today's show, we're going to have a couple Santa's Day guests. We're going to hear from Toby Yule uh, very shortly in the next minute or so of the show uh, down at Santa's Depot. And in hour number two, Mike Derbyshire. Uh, we'll also have. Uh, regular Thursday contributors to the show for GCL Diesel, Louis Dabrask, uh, George LaRocque will join us in the second hour of the show, and uh, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Of course, Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. The Edmonton Oilers coming off an 8-2 shellacking of the uh, Arizona Coyotes who, uh, frankly, look to exhausted and and overwhelmed in large stretches of last night's game. Today, the Coyotes sent Dylan Gunther to the Canadian World Junior Team, the former member of the Edmonton Oil Kings. uh, will tell us, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline as well, 780-496-0063. Ring in the River Cree with Trooper on December the 30th and Big Sugar on December 31st. Tickets and more information at rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us at Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to com. We're going to go live out to Santa's Depot right now and hook up with Toby Yule. Hello, Toby. How you doing?
1: I'm fine. Hi, Bob.
0: Hey, hey, thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, maybe you can explain to everybody out there how you got, uh, you know, what your first experiences were uh, with 630 Ches, Santa's Anonymous.
1: Well, my first experience would have been receiving a gift from Santa's Anonymous in 1963.
0: 1963. So it goes that far back. And have you, uh, what did that mean uh, to you and your family at that time?
1: Well, it meant a lot because um, my mom was in the hospital over Christmas. Um, She delivered my brother on December 20th, and there was complications during his birth, and so she had to be in the hospital over Christmas. And it was also complicated by the fact that... um, My dad had left us during December so um, my grandmother had to come from Saskatchewan by Greyhound bus to take care of me during that Christmas. So my mom wasn't able to uh, provide any gifts or anything during that Christmas because she was hospitalized. So Santa's Anonymous uh, delivered gifts via um, her being on welfare temporarily during that time.
0: 1963. And have you stayed involved uh, with Santa's Anonymous every step of the way since then?
1: Yeah, I have three children that I would send out with their father to deliver gifts over the years when they were children. And then just a few years ago, um, maybe 18 co-workers at work wanted to do a team-building experience at Alberta Health Services and invited me along, and I thought, you know, I used to not go with um, my husband and my children. That was a day off for me and to get things done at home. So I had to come and volunteer. Well, I was just overwhelmed when I walked into this warehouse, just breathless. The amount of volunteers, the amount of toys just took my breath away, honestly.
0: Uh, Toby Yule joining us right now uh, as Santa's Day guest as part of uh, 630 Cheds Santa's Anonymous campaign. Lots of activity down there today.
1: Yes, there is, but I see some of the bins could be fuller. Okay. And so I think we we need some more toys coming in. I've heard in particular listening all morning that for young children, et cetera. So I think we need some more funds and toys coming in. And I've even heard this morning that there's still a need for volunteers.
0: Great stuff. Uh, Thanks for telling your story and helping us out. And uh, enjoy it the rest of the way, okay?
1: Yeah, just a little shout out to my mom and my brother, the one that was born on December 20th. Hi, Mom, and hi, Lonnie. Hope you're having a great day
0: Awesome stuff. That is Toby Ewell, and she is the first of two Santa's Day guests as we again remind you that today is Santa's Day and 630 Chad inspired by a simple wish to see every child receive a new toy at Christmas. With your help, we can make that wish come true. You can donate at 630 Chad, Santa's Anonymous now. You can call 587 855 1821 or visit Santa's Anonymous.ca. Your help can bring Christmas to more than 20,000 children in need by donating today. All right. uh, we're going to take a quick time out. And when we circle back here into Oilers now, uh, we'll set it up. Uh, we'll get to our top story for legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers have made a minor move today on the transi- uh, transaction front. And we'll get an audio recap of last night's game and talk about some of the uh, uh, developments. And there was a couple over the course of uh, last night's hockey game. It's 12-13 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. And we are in a 6.30 Chad Santa's Anonymous Power Hour in Sky Eye Measurements. will match up to $5,000 uh, for the donations that are made over the course uh, of this hour between 12 to 1. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott, Scott with you. The Arizona Coyotes were in town. We had Bill Armstrong, their GM, on the show yesterday. There was no false illusions about the... Uh You know, the position the Coyotes were in, and frankly, it was an ugly game last night for them on a multitude of fronts as the Edmonton Oilers routed them. Just before we get to an audio recap of last night, it's a smaller top story for you brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling who, by the way, do a great job, wonderful job of service, which these days is the key. Whether it's heating or cooling you need to get up with no payments and no interest for a year, that's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers have placed Tyler Benson on waivers. Now, Tyler Benson uh, was recalled. They've just gotten back tyler Yamamoto. The Bakersfield Condors could use a little bit of help down on the farm. They're uh, challenged to, uh, to score some goals. Um, Xavier Borgo, by the way, leads the team with seven goals uh, so far this season amongst the forwards. So uh, Benson, if he clears, will end up in Bakersfield. We are going to head off to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. Cam Moon was on the call last night as the Edmonton Oilers beat the Arizona Coyotes 8
2: For the first time this season, the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Arizona Coyotes. Back to the blue line to Barry, to Nugent Hopkins off the left He'll shoots, scores. Clean cost that'll bring it out for Edmonton. Off the stick Ryan, he's gonna get after it. He'll get to it. He scores. Derek Ryan snuck in behind the defense, and he goes with the backhand and puts the Edmonton Oilers up two nothing. He'll swing it back. Rip it across. McDavid will shoot it. It's blocked. It gets to the middle. That angle scores! Leon Dreisaitl roofed it from just off the icing line. And the Oilers are up 3-0. Well,
0: there's not much Connor Ingram is going to be able to do that on that bang-bang play as Leon
2: Drysaddle has scored his 18th goal of the season. Buck goes up in the air. And now put towards the net. Scores! Jack McBain found a loose puck after it had gone up in the air. He takes it to the net, goes wide. Yamamoto gathers it on the right side. Now back to the point. Kulak walks in, scores. Costin was flying after it. Valimaki got to it first, though. For Arizona, couldn't get it out. Here's Costin, scores. Clean. Costin took advantage of a giveaway.
3: I was winning this moment like uh, a lot of time, so it's uh, like insane feeling. Can't explain with my words.
2: Ryzeidel's got it on the left wing up near the point. He'll go cross ice. He'll put it around the wraparound. Edmonton up by a score of seven to one. right wing, it is Hyman coming in, goes to the right wing corner. Now in behind the net, he'll get it out in the shot. Scores! Connor McDavid, one-timer that one past Ingram. The floodgates wide open here in the third period. Oilers win it eight to the final. Over the Arizona Coyotes.
0: Well, two more goals, four points for Connor McDavid, who, if you woke up this morning, you would have seen that McDavid currently leads the NHL in goals with 24. He leads the NHL in assists with 28. He leads the NHL in points with 52. He leads the NHL in power play assists with 16. He leads the NHL in power play points with 25. And he uh, leads the NHL in points per game at 1.93 points per game. Oh, and he's uh, third in the league in power play goals, two off the lead there. He's having a pretty good year, but it wasn't just him last night. One of the things that happened as a result of the, the route is the Oilers were able to Decelerate the minutes of their top-end players as we go back in the orders now. Audio vault for direct work. Where here's Jay Woodcroft, unresting bigger minute players uh, as the game wore on.
3: You know, we talked a lot over the last 48 hours about the Washington game, and and, and we beat that one up pretty good. But uh, both in the coaches' room and in here, um, but but I would say one of the things that we didn't love about that game was we didn't love the way we skated. And, uh, you know, whether that's a factor of the travel, of the schedule, any, any of that, the, the fact of the matter is sometimes it's hard to pour from an empty cup. Yesterday was about kind of refilling that cup uh, or that energy reservoir. And then tonight, the way the game played out, it allowed us to spread the minutes
0: out. And, um, you know, we found a win. Uh, Woodcroft added some additional perspectives on what you take out of a win like that last night against Arizona.
3: The medicine is the same. Uh, we go to work tomorrow morning. We we take pride in, in putting the work in and making sure we're making good decisions uh, to make, make sure that we're ready to play against uh, Minnesota. Um, so, you know, we don't Adjust uh, based on a big winner, or, uh, or if we've uh, let one go that that we wanted to have back. Um, you know, we do, we put our noses to the grindstone and and go to work. I think you're talking about results and process, but I think in on our New York trip I, after the game, uh, I don't know if it was Gene's question or not, but we talked about how we really liked that 50 shot performance we put on the Islanders that night, and we didn't end up on the right side of the the scoreboard, but. One of the things talked about was how sometimes um, results uh, lag behind performance, and uh, we believe in that, and that goes to process. And I think since that game, the team's five and two.
0: And. Uh and it needed to be debated. Uh, we talked about the fact yesterday uh, when we had Mark Spector on the show that he was working on a story. Uh, that story was in relation to uh, some comments made to a Finnish media member and Speck uh, took the time to to get the proper uh, translation of, of which basically, yes, Paul Yarvey second-guessed whether or not he was going to be an effective offensive player at the National Hockey League and if the NHL was the right league for him. Uh, Paul has got one goal on the season in 27 games uh, this year. It's you know, it's a tough situation, Paul Yarby, there, There's There's a strong support for him amongst a lot of the people in the analytics community. Um, that being said, I'm sensing that that supports maybe declining a bit because it's still a results-driven business. At the end of the day, uh, following last night's game, I believe it was Ryan Rashog that asked Jay Woodcroft to comment on... Um, on Yassopoliary's comments, and then the, uh, I, I don't think he asked him to, to say you know uh, address Specter's column per se, but more the comments that came from it. Here is Jay Woodcroft.
3: You know, I was made aware of that. I haven't read it. And, you know, sometimes things in translation don't always come across. So, um, I don't know the whole story on that. But what I would say is is that confidence, I, I believe, is not something you necessarily start out with. It It's something that's earned through a lot of uh, hard work and preparation. And I know that Jesse's putting in that hard work and preparation. He's a... Um, He's somebody who comes to the rink and, and loves the game, and he works. Uh, it hasn't gone in for him. So hearing that, um, you know, I didn't love hearing that because I want all of our players confident. And, um, you, know, there's, you know, there's ebbs and flows in an 82-game schedule. Um, but what we're focusing on with Jesse is giving him uh, the tools he needs to feel confident and sometimes that happens in a video room sometimes that happens uh, on the ice in practice uh, working on specific skills or rehearsing certain moments Uh, but in the end uh, he's a valued member of our team somebody who's much appreciated and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier we don't just measure his game and in, in how many goals he has through through 27 games. We we measure if he's taking a good shift, um, if he's affecting things on a power play, and uh, if he's being physical and using the, the frame that he's been given. So, um, you know, we're helping him through that process, and he's not the first person in this league uh, to go through it. And the good part is I
0: know that it's in there and it'll come out. Alright, there you go. That is uh, Jay Woodcroft. Now, one guy that made an impact last night, he had a Gordie Howe hat-trick, was Clem uh who, by the way, scored uh, two goals in less than a minute against Arizona as a member of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Koston engaged uh, got into it with uh, Clayton Keller late in the game, who got a stick-up on Coston and then uh, Zach Cassian went after him, and he fought Cassian. Here's Costin on the physical side of his game.
3: I'm not looking for a fight. I just want to play hockey. I just want to enjoy the hockey. So, but if fights come, I'm not going away. So,
0: If fights come, I'm not going away. That is music to the ears of Oilers fans everywhere. Derek Ryan, his linemate, had this to say on and after the game. Yeah, I don't know.
3: For me personally, I, I love playing with him. He plays hard. He plays the right way. Um, he holds on to pucks in the offensive zone, neutral zone. He makes good plays. Um, obviously, Z and I are pretty direct, straight-line players, and it's nice to add some, some size and some
0: grit and some puck um, puck protection from him as well. So I love playing with him. And he's not timid. Love it. Not timid at all. Brendan, I mean, there were some interesting things last night. I, the Oilers were on another level in Arizona. They were rested. They got Zach Hyman back in the lineup. Yamamoto looked good on the second line, had a couple of assists in the game. Uh, the Oilers now have a positive goal differential on the season. They needed that win. By the way, Skinner's at 915 save percentage. The league save percentage is at 904. That is a um, the lowest it's been in 16 seasons, which maybe tells you that there's more skill guys. Quick, just a quick rip. You had to love what you saw at Coston last night. Is he wasn't like I was like maybe you shouldn't play him after he got into it with Keller because O'Brien was running around. They had Cass in the lineup, but he took it. He took the fight. You got to love it.
4: You, you do you totally do and i'll tell you what i went back in his little catalog and this is this isn't new to him so to see him out there mixing it up with the likes of cassian he does not back down i i think the fact that he is sort of the sole source of that right now on edmonton may be more than you'd typically ask of him but he's answered the bell so far and he is bringing an element that we have talked about so often is desperately missing
0: now here's the thing you can make an argument the Oilers need help on the fence and that's a fair argument to make. I mean, they're, they're a bottom 10 team in the league in goals against. They could use, you know, I know uh, Ryan Rashad talked about Joel Edmondson. Earlier, and, and, and he makes sense. He's got a year left in his term. He lives in Western Canada in the offseason in Kelowna. Uh, he's, you know, uh, we've talked about Carson Soucy. I think that Edmondson's probably a more physical and nastier player. Um, I don't know if the Oilers are going to add a D. I'm going to guarantee you they're going to add one or two forwards between now and the end of the season. For their bottom six, they got enough scoring when they get Kane back. They, they, they need they need a little bit more physicality. But one guy that's not hurting his cause right now is uh, Clem Costin. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Uh Yeah, uh, we will. You, you want to do it now or do you want to save it for 12:55? It's, it's short. We All right, let's go to NHL today. Brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and
4: his staff, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com two, pardon me, five games in the league tonight. Uh, Toronto's hosting L.A. Winnipeg visits St. Louis and Ottawa is in Dallas. You mentioned Dylan Gunther's been loaned to Canada's selection camp. You wondered whether they were going to wait for this homecoming game last night. Uh, Same can be said for Shane Wright now. Seattle loaning him to Canada's camp. Bakersfield's entertaining Coachella Valley. That's where Wright was on a conditioning stint. They'll play in uh, Bakersfield on Saturday. Oil Kings welcome the Red Deer Rebels to town Saturday night. That is teddy bear, Talk. Last night, in support of 6:30, Chad Santa's anonymous, and yesterday, Kurt Hill making a couple more transactions. He flipped uh, 20-year-old defenseman Logan Dowhaniak to Moose Jaw in exchange for 18-year-old forward Nathan Pilling and a 2025 third rounder. They uh, signed uh, 20-year-old, uh, so overage defenseman Tom Cadu as well. Uh, Nathan
0: Pilling is the grandson of former 6:30 Chad salesman and legendary. Edmonton Oil King alum, Greg Pilling, who was a hard-nosed, tough guy. Just ask Derek Sanderson. As legend has it. I'm not sure if it's true or not true. I wasn't there. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. Back with Louis DeBrusque when we return.